That's right. This is Emergency Exit. We talk about news, politics, corruption, conspiracy theories, and, and everything, everything in between. I am Carlos Richard. With me, as always, is a Jesus Christ to my Mel Gibson, Nick, the passion writer. How you living, buddy? Uh, blessed, I guess. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this week on Emergency Exit. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Indeed, I did have a relationship with Miss Lewinsky that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. It was wrong. But I don't think that this is the sort of thing where any person should be in a position of defending himself. Not a president. I have to work at being president. I have to do my job for the American people and let them draw their own conclusions. All right. Thank you guys for joining us one more time. This is Emergency Exit. Today is date. Today's date is December 20th, 2016. It is Tuesday night. You guys are going to be hearing this either like directly tonight or you're going to be hearing this tomorrow like everybody else. Thanks for coming. Nick Ryder, how you living, bud? I'm doing well, sir. Doing cool, well. Man. Very well. That's right. Well, we usually do a brew world order. I don't think we're going to be doing that much these days, but just to let you guys know what we're drinking, we're drinking our usual Jim Beam and we're drinking Pearl Snap. So if you guys are down to drink with us, please feel free to do the same. You might be listening at work. <laughs> so please don't drink. So while drink you're twice. <laughs> drink more. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be talking about the Clinton death count. Now this is going to be crazy. You're going to hear some things that are just going to blow your mind. You're going to hear some They're... outrageous stories. Yes, as a as a natural dissenter that I am, even I have a hard time disputing a lot, a lot of, of these of this, fucking. Yeah. And there's over 100 deaths associated with the Clinton murders, or with Clinton, rather, uh, both Clintons. And we're just going to talk about some of the most right. interesting ones here. Uh, go ahead and we start with our, this one here, bud. we got our, our lists here, because... Uh, start at the top as there. As good as my memory tries to be, I can't remember all this. So, uh, you know, we Googled um, strange deaths surrounding Clintons, which... We advise that all of you do. Absolutely. Pointing, pointing to you there in the Facebook world. That's right. Uh, and we're amazed by the hundreds of reports. Uh, a, a lot, a substantial Tons return. Of them. By this. Uh, yeah, there were newspapers, magazines, blogs, news groups. Um, quite a few people have documented this, the, uh, the Clinton death toll. Over three decades? Over three decades, yeah, man. Uh, so there's... Uh, the number, the list of mysterious deaths range anywhere from 27 to 36, 47, even up to 90 sometimes associated with or challenging the Clintons. So uh, somehow in the Clinton circle, this number of people They're have associated. died under strange circumstances, associated or have challenged them in some way and have come up dead in some weird circumstance. Yes. Uh, so what are the odds of that happening to any other political family in U.S. history or any for that matter? Now, if there were mafia, maybe one can consider it circumstantial, 
But, sure, we've all seen Sopranos, right? Right, absolutely. But I feel it's intentional consequences. If you get in the way of the Clinton machine and that simple <laughs> common sense and the death toll substantiates that. Right, so you call it inconvenient or terrible luck, but these deaths just add up to a long list of Clinton victims. So we're going to take turns uh, telling you guys some of the... F- just a few of the most interesting deaths involving the Clintons. Now, if you guys want a, a complete list of what of all these people, you guys want to check out whatreallyhappened.com. But remember, it's a fake news site, so <laughs> so I mean, take it take it for what it is. Right? Yeah, you know what? So go ahead, Nick. We're gonna start uh, with start the with first one. one here. I've got Suzanne Coleman here first. Uh, she had an affair with Clinton uh when she was when he sorry sorry when he was the attorney general of arkansas and uh she was found dead february 15th 1977 77 that's the first one so that's 30 years ago there uh died of suicide air quotes for those of you not watching on facebook suicide with a gunshot wound to the back of her head Ugh. so it's a very inconvenient way to off yourself uh yes. so no autopsy was allowed Really? On this one. She was seven months pregnant at the time of her death, and she had told friends it was Bill's child. <laughs> uh, so she was 26 at the time of her death. 26 at the time of her death. And we have a little clip that we're going to play here, so take a listen. During one election, another candidate was alleged to have fathered an illegitimate child. Trooper Patterson said Clinton asked him to approach the alleged mother. Find out if she will come out publicly and what it will cost, money or a job or what it will take to get this woman to do it. Trooper Patterson says the woman refused. Gree, he, greasy. <laughs> That's the first one. So let's get that smooth. Let's get moving here. Kevin right. Ives, Kevin Ives, and Don Henry. These are considered witnesses. Okay, they died August twenty third, nineteen eighty seven. Okay. The initial cause of death was claimed to be the result of passing out on a railroad track in Arkansas after smoking 20 marijuana cigarettes. This because <laughs> they can tell. 20 marijuana cigarettes. All right. How many joints? That's a lot of joints right there. This ruling was reported by state medical examiner Fami Malik and supported yeah. by Sheriff Jim Steed, whose thorough quotation thorough investigation of the crime uh, the crime scene left one of the boy's foot sitting in the open for two days in april 1988 kevin's body was exhumed and another autopsy was performed uh, this one by atlanta medical examiner dr joseph burton who discovered that kevin died from a crushed skull prior to being placed on the tracks Don Henry's body was exhumed and discovered to have been stabbed in the back prior to being placed on the tracks. Ooh, literally stabbed Crazy, in the right? back. Governor Bill Clinton excused Fami Malik's errors, saying that Malik was tired and stressed out. Again, I'm putting up quotations. Right, right. Reports indicate that Ives and Henry might have stumbled upon part of the MENA drug operation, specifically a drop site of the area of Bauxite and Tape in Alexander, Arkansas is what I'm trying to say. So the police uh, chief of Alexander, John Brown, acknowledged he obtained a tape confession of one of the murders of the two boys, which was suppressed 
by request of the FBI. Uh, Gene Duffy. Okay, well, tape confession of one of the murders by the two boys was suppressed by the FBI. Uh, Gene Duffy headed up to Arkansas's 7th District Drug Task Force in 1990. She was never allowed to conduct a thorough uh, investigation of drug running in uh, Mina or any possible connection to the train deaths. Her task force and a federal grand jury were shut, shut down after they started examining uh, examining corruption <laughs> involving public <laughs> officials. Dan Harmon was a blah, 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 blah. These kids were fucking murdered before they before were put they, on that track. Right, which makes me wonder how are they put on the tracks? Because if you get hit by a train, they're not going to be able to tell post-mortem wounds. I mean, you're you're pretty mangled. You're you're way mangled. Well, uh, how mangled Depending could you Depending on get? how you were laid on the... I kind of imagine you'd be chopped into three pieces immediately. Right. Uh, Depending on how you're laid. Right. Like... I imagine it as like a vaude villain think, with, a, with a mustache going... <laughs> <laughs> right, but train tracks are how far apart? I mean... They're like three feet apart, at least. three, I think, would think... So the and average knee, body would be like head and knees, you know? Maybe like four feet, you know, at most. Yeah, the average person's five and a half to six feet tall, right? So, I mean, that's chewing up most of the body. Because it's not like there's enough clearance, under, especially the cow catcher they have in front. I'm just saying that... So, Bill Clinton's um, association to this um, actual, these actual deaths is through a Fami Malik, this uh, medical the examiner. The autopsy, right. Because he was like, oh, he's just stressed out. And is right. why... His, because this is not the first... This, is, the, this the, is one of many that his name will pop up in. Yes, because he yeah. ruled a lot of these deaths as suicides or not what they actually turned out to be. Right. So the next one is James Dewey uh, Millam. James here. Dewey Millam. Dewey. He was the witness to the drug operation. Is it Mina? Mina drug operation? Yeah, Mina. Mina drug operation and the Henry Ives murders. The ones we just discussed, the murder slash train wreck or yeah. train. Because yeah. those kids must have saw a drop or something and they weren't supposed to right. see something and these guys saw them. And it's so they just got, like you watch on, on the, in the movies, man. You see a witness. What do you do with them? Just like in Breaking Bad. I don't know if you exactly. saw Breaking Bad yet, but that kid saw what those guys were doing and one of those guys blasted the kid. You have them somehow. You got to uh-huh. keep him from talking. Right. Go ahead. So, James Dewey Millam saw. Or he was a witness to these murders. So Millam himself was decapitated. <laughs> and here he comes again, Fami Malik. That's right. Initially, he ruled the death due to an ulcer. <laughs> an ulcer so bad it took your head off. Claiming that the victim's <laughs> small dog had eaten the head. Oh, really? And now, I, I don't. it doesn't say how big the dog is, but dogs generally, I mean, it's not going to eat an entire head You're off not of gonna, a body. Yeah, they barely eat. Bones. Um, however, the head was later recovered from a trash oh, bin what several you know? blocks away. What so do you fucking know? The dog did not eat it. Uh, then we also, real quick before you take over, we have Jeff Rhodes, yet another witness in the train deaths. Uh, April 1989, he had information on the deaths of Ives, Henry, and McCaskill. Um, McCaskill? McCaskill, yeah. That was another person involved in the deaths. There. In, the, in the train one. His, his burned body was found in a dump. He died of a gunshot wound to the head. There was some body mutilation. Uh, specifically, his hands and feet had been partially sawn off, leading to speculation that he was tortured prior to being killed. I assume that's a good spec. I mean, partially sawn off hands and feet. That's a pretty good dude. What a way to go. Subject out, to man. reach. And there's another one in there. We didn't. We didn't quite put it in there. 
Um, one of them was fleeing in a high-speed chase on his motorcycle, and he runs into the back of a truck, and he died because of that. But I believe he was stabbed, literally stabbed in the back before that, and he was getting away. So, like, he survived the stabbing and was trying to run it away from been, his attacker. It could have been a gunshot wound because you're going to find a lot of gunshot blasts. If you look into the Ivy and uh, Henry case there, you're going to find a lot of uh, gunshot blasts. This one, I, it could be gunshot, but the bottom line is that he got attacked and he was he fled on his uh, bike, hit the back of a car and died. And he must have lost enough blood where he just lost consciousness. And, I don't know, man, and, you're driving a motorcycle that fast. I mean, accidents happen for sure. So, However, the gun or knife wounds to the back were not accident. And the only reason why we talk about that one is because the, the MENA drug trafficking back in Arkansas was heavily linked into, I don't know if it was heavily linked, but it definitely was linked to Clinton. Not because of the, the, med- the medical examiner, but rather is that his brother Roger was uh, very much into cocaine and marijuana. Right. Right. So were they just, uh, were they just like big clients? Maybe they were the just clients. I don't think he ran anything. It might sound like he's a mobster at this point, but I don't think so. At right at this so, point, he's a governor of uh, right. Arkansas, and he has and he has a bit of the sugar nose syndrome, and that's yeah. all right. I mean, that's one thing, but cocaine's a hell of a drug, right? So let's skip a uh, let's skip ahead a couple years, and we're going to talk about a man called Gary Johnson. No. Not the Gary Johnson. That's right. No. We're talking about a different Gary Johnson. I know if you try to Google this, you're going to have to literally put 1992 after Gary Johnson to even find anything about this man. Get past. But he was a witness as well. He was attacked June 26, 1992. He did not die, okay? Beaten Ooh. near death and left for dead, someone in the Clinton organization sent three goons to beat up and almost murder. Allegedly. Gary Johnson, who was Jennifer Flowers' neighbor, allegedly, of course. Well, Jennifer Flowers' neighbor. I, I mean, don't definitely think neighbor, but allegedly Clinton. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so Gary Johnson had a security car, uh, security camera at his place to just monitor things. That's just what he did. Any any sort of crazy person would do that, right? A lot of people have. Security a lot of people would do home. it. It's not yeah. a crazy person, right? Okay, so he had it at his condominium, and by chance, he had many tapes of Bill entering Jennifer's condominium while Governor was still married to Hillary. And Gary's well, he is still so, obviously. Gary's tapes were taken. Now, we're going ah. to go into some related action here. Now, if you guys remember what happened to Bill Clinton in the 90s, he was impeached. He was impeached. And for what? His sexual relations with ladies. And he denied it. And what really broke this open was Arkansas uh, state troopers claimed they had arranged sexual... Uh, liaisons for governor of Arkansas, Bill Clinton, that he had, uh, that they helped him to deceive his wife, First Lady Arkansas, right there. So we're going to actually play a little clip of Gary Johnson actually talking about this. Now what's sick is the man gave him the tapes, and then they went and broke his elbows. That's not Gary Johnson. Punctured his spleen. Punctured his black. Talking about Gary Johnson? They looked like state troopers, I'll say that. Clinton can be a very dangerous individual. Are these the same troopers that beat Gary Johnson nearly to death? These troopers that he described? All right. So we're going to move okay. on to the next death here, which is probably the most famous is, Clinton of deaths. This is this is a big one. This is a big one, y'all. Pay Vincent attention. Vincent Foster. That's right. Vincent Foster. Uh, was the deputy White House counsel. He died July 20th, 1993. All right. So, yeah, he was found dead in Fort Macy Park in Washington, D.C. 
uh, suicide by gunshot. Seems to be very popular. <laughs> right. Uh, suicide note was found a few days later. It was torn up into pieces. Um, it was in his briefcase after his office had been entered by White House staff. So, like, to assume nobody had searched the briefcase beforehand or whatever and happened to miss... I don't know. It just seems weird that they entered and then there was a note found. Uh, the suicide note that was leaked despite efforts to keep it from view has since been revealed to be a forgery. Okay. Uh, the gun which he supposedly used to kill himself was reported to still be in his hand, but the person who first found the body and called it in saw but, no gun. But? So, okay. th- there was no gun. Okay. When when the, the body was called in, hey, I found a body in the park, holy shit, there was no gun in it, but then all of a sudden there was a gun in the hand, supposedly. Okay. Uh, so, uh, there, were, there are a lot of irregularities around the death of this. For one thing, neither the fingerprints or any blood were found on the gun that he supposedly put into his mouth and, and shot himself with. So... Uh, obviously, I've never shot myself in the head, but I find it hard to believe that I could do that without any fingerprints or blood ending up on, on the weapon. Crazy, dude. Right? So, there were no blood, there was no blood on his hands. Uh, it, it definitely does not seem like he was in a park and shot himself in the head, because there would be, there'd be blood, there'd be skull, there'd be remnants, there'd be... Absolutely, and that was not there. So he Foster also happened to be from Hope, Arkansas, like Bill. Uh, Also worked for the Rose Law Firm. He had intimate knowledge of the Clintons' personal finances. Mm, Okay. Yeah, he was involved in an investigation of their finances. Reportedly, he made a phone call to Hillary when she was in Los Angeles just hours before his death. So that's interesting. He had been called to testify to Congress about the records that Hillary refused to turn over. So another possible motive for the murder relates what? Let's let it be known that a lot of tabloids would have uh, at the time claimed that um, Vince Foster Foster and um, Hillary were in a relationship. We're having an affair. Yes. Let that be known. Yes. Well, and... I mean, take tabloids at face value. Who knows? Well, I but mean, we. You know what? Sometimes they're right. Maybe they're wrong. Who knows? But basically, this was the day that he broke up with her. Ah, yes. And she did not take kindly. Or maybe Bill found out and was not. Or Bill found was out none too pleased. And like, he's he like, gets all the side action he wants, but somebody not my starts lady. around with his wife. I mean, yeah. think about the Sopranos. You know, if, right? Just like when he fell. Just like when. Uh, when Tony found out about uh, the uh, the the Fabrizio or whatever that home <laughs> member, and then he took off, like he's like, I don't want to fuck with. I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to mess with Don, Don Tony, and then he fucking bailed out of town, dude, and well, never was to see, be seen again. That was a great show, by the way. All right, continuing. We, we on. brought that up a number of it's times. Funny tonight, we talk, it's funny how we talk. Oh, it's so funny how we talk about Clinton like he's Tony <laughs> Soprano over here, hand in hand with the Sopranos. <laughs> Right. Uh, God damn it. Where, which note was I on? Okay, so... Uh, all right, the Clinton Presidential Blind Trust. There was... Uh, it was being prepared by Foster, but it was six months late. So testimony during the Whitewater hearing suggests the trust was fraudulent. Okay. And the Clintons retaining control over much of their finances in order to profit from insider information. So... Recently, the signed report of medical examiner Dr. Donald Hott was uncovered at the National Archives at proving that Foster had a previously unreported gunshot wound to his neck. 
was never talked about. It wasn't he talked about. He just supposedly blew his head off with no trace of blood or anything. So now there's a wound in his neck. Finally, an FBI memo surfaced dated the day after the date of the official autopsy in which the pathologist informed the FBI that there was no exit, exit wound. wound. So now we're going to play a clip by Larry Nichols. Uh, he's going to talk to you guys about this very unusual death and the body. Next week, you're going to have the actual Secret Service memo. You, you're going to have it about Vince Foster. And it's where the Park Police notified the White House Secret Service. This is the official document, and in it, they tell Scott Carpenter, Secret Service official in charge of the White House that night, that they found the body of Vince Foster in his car in the Port Marcy parking lot. 38-caliber revolver was in the car with him, along with a six-pack of bottle and James. One had already been opened <laughs> and a briefcase in the back. Bottle they barley, had nothing bro. in it. Now, that briefcase, by the way, is the same one three days later. They ransacked Foster's office, found it again, dumped it upside down, nothing. Two days later, they found it again, except this time there was the suicide note. Now, this is the highest-ranking official since Kennedy to die in office. Why did they kill him? Because he broke up with Hillary? I, look, I, Alex, I can't say, and I've said it a million times, and I'm saying it loud and clear <laughs> here. I don't know if they killed him or somebody killed him or if he killed himself. But here's what I can prove beyond any shadow of any doubt. And, folks, I'm the guy that worked with the Star Listen here, folks. Listen here. They moved that body. Now, they moved it to get it out of the jurisdiction of the D.C. police over into the park, so it would be under the park police, which, as you know, has always been a fixer for the government. But Fuck. now, guys, Alice is going to have that document. Fucking A. So, basically, what happened is Clinton fired the head of the FBI prior to this. Now, I'm not sure right. how, close to, how close to the murder it was, or the suicide, rather, but... By them moving it into the the park uh, park county's jur- uh, jurisdiction, it didn't. It made it so FBI couldn't touch it because it became this sort of uh, um, natural, uh, some sort of park regional bullshit. Bottom line is that they knew what to do because, first of all, if you don't know anything about the Clintons, they're lawyers. Clinton went to or Bill rather went to. Oxford in in England. All right. He went there, and he's got his degree in blah, blah, blah. And he also, where else did he go? He went somewhere back here, didn't he, as well? It doesn't matter. The bottom line is that they know what they're doing, so they know exactly what jurisdiction needs to be in what. They know where to move it. This man, Larry Nichols, knows his shit. Go ahead and Google Larry Nichols. That's N-I-C-O-L-S. So we're going to move right along to Ed Willie. Real estate attorney for the Clinton fundraiser. This man died November 30th, 1993. He died of a shotgun blast to the head. Body found in deep woods in Virginia. It was ruled a suicide. No note was found. Died on the same day his wife was sexually assaulted in the White House by Bill Clinton. Intimately involved in several Clinton fundraising events. Just another suicide by... Seems like their favorite little method of killing somebody. Shotgun. Shotgun blast to the head now. It sounds... This could be an actual suicide. We don't know. Well... 
But his wife was, you know, that same day his wife sexually assaulted. Maybe he, she left him to uh, hang out with Bill, and he couldn't take it. We don't know what happened to good old Ed, but Ed is no longer here with us. Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Next, we've got Kathy Ferguson. That's right. Died May 10th, 1994. That's like, uh, that's not too close. That's pretty close to Kurt Cobain's death. Maybe they have some sort of correlation. I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> why even? Why even do? Why that? even uh, do? Because I'm filling up time. I guess. I gotcha. I don't think we'll need any help with that. Uh, so <laughs> Kathy do Ferguson supposedly committed suicide. Air quotes again. May tenth, nineteen ninety four, when she shot herself in her living room. Yet again, shooting themselves. I mean, I feel that that's a very common way to do suicide. Like that's a a very common way to commit suicide. Most people, I feel, would take that route. Shoot themselves if they're gonna get, if they're right. gonna take their lives. Yeah, the only so, one person I know that has actually committed suicide actually hung himself. All right, but shooting is pretty. It's. I feel that's. I don't want to say route. it's the easy way out, but I guess that's the well, easiest I way of killing yourself. Com- yeah, the most common. common. Okay, go ahead. Uh, all right. So her ex-husband was Danny Ferguson. He was an Arkansas trooper, who, <laughs> who said that he has escorted. Paula Jones to Bill Clinton's hotel room. We all know Paula Jones, right? Yes, yes, we all remember her. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kathy often told friends and coworkers about how Bill had gotten Danny, the husband again, to bring women to him and stand watch while they had sex. Danny Ferguson was a co-defendant along with Bill in the uh, Paula Jones sexual harassment suit. So Kathy Ferguson was a corroborating witness for Mrs. Jones. Oddly, next to Kathy's body were her packed bags, as if she was expecting to go somewhere. Weird. That's uh, the weirdest part, is that all her bags are packed. Right. Like, you don't pack your luggage for a trip and then kill yourself. Yeah, that's why it's Seems fucking like suspicious. Maybe she was like trying to bounce out of town and they got her before she could go. Is that uh, She probably knew it? something and she was ready to fucking bell right. and these well. the fucking goons fucking straight up <laughs> fucking goons. the goons came out and showed her a thing or two. And not only no, that just one thing. her husband is her also fiance. part of this too or fiance, fiance rather. Cuz remember the 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 driver/sex watcher from the previous story was her ex. So her Fiance was also uh, Arkansas State Trooper Bill Shelton. Died in June of 1994. 94. Allegedly committed suicide by shooting himself at the gravesite of his fiance. So that was just a month after she committed suicide by gun. Now to the he head. was probably filled with so much guilt, or maybe he was just filled with so much sadness that this happened. You know, maybe. I mean, it was at her gravesite. No, so. see, that's what makes more. This death makes more sense than any of the other deaths. His his wife just was murdered by the Clintons. I can't say that. We don't know that. But she was fucking killed. If she, her bags were all packed, where was she taking her bags to? If she was going to commit suicide to the right. afterlife, you don't need that shit out there. Bill Shelton <laughs> was he was riddled with just. Depression, remorse. remorse, and he didn't want this to happen. Well, he had to take his life because he maybe loved her so much that he couldn't live without her. And this this death is probably the most real one out of all the deaths here. <laughs> so we're going to move on to Gary Webb. 
Oh, Gary. We're going to move actually about 10 years. We're going to skip a lot of deaths here because I want to start going into more modern stuff because it kind of died out for a little bit until Hillary, well, Hillary Clinton came in office. They fell off the limelight, right? Now, yeah, they totally did. So we're not quite there just yet, but Gary Webb, he was a journalist. He died December 10th, 2004. Gary Webb, a, Pul- a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, exposed CIA drug trafficking operations in a series of books and reports for the San <coughs> Jose Mercury News. He was found dead on Friday morning in what the police said was an apparent suicide. Webb had been shot in the head twice. Now, you need some quick fingers to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose you could. If you had one of those guns, you can go cock, cock, cock. You know, you can kind of blast off two in your head. But yeah. now, the reason why this is associated to uh, to Bill Clinton is because he exposed CIA drug trafficking operations. And what was also part of those investigations was Mena, Arkansas, in those times where we talked about those two kids that died on right. the train tracks. And then all the deaths that ensued because of those two. Now, I can totally get it. Suicide's not that uncommon, but when you're shot in the head twice, that's something, maybe he shot himself in the head, and then because of reaction to being shot, your body seizes up and you shoot it yourself again, you happen to be in that range, there's not much information on this, this could be a real suicide. Yeah, I don't know, twice though, twice is, that's sketchy. We hear twice, but we don't know twice, like we could totally think it's like... My reasoning seems reasonable, right? Like, he shot himself once, and because of what happens to your body, which I don't know what really happens, but I hear that you seize your body up. So he shot himself, and either he, he must yeah, have shot Yeah, but it's not like he shoots and lets go, and then he seizes up. Like, cock, cock. When he shoots, it's pretty the bullets instantaneous, are instantaneous and that's when the seizing happens. So, like, the triggers are sort of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that... Well, this is why it's on our list. As many times as there have been suicides by... Shot to the head, you think if that was a thing, there would be more shot twice in the head. You think so, right? So, let's move on, brother, to right. 2013. Right. We're going to go another nine years. Getting getting more caught up here. Michael Hastings, he was a journalist for Rolling Stone, and I think that's all we need to know. <laughs> no, I'm, all right, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> journalist for Rolling Stone, nah, no shit, he died. Uh, June 18th, 2013. Michael Hastings, he died in a uh, highly suspicious car accident. Highly a single suspicious. car accident. Uh, he had told his friends he was afraid for his life, following stories that he had written uh, that were critical of Hillary, who was Secretary of State at the time. That's right. So uh, one of the emails leaked during the 2016 Democratic Convention confirmed that Hillary had received Hastings' damning investigative report of the attack on Benghazi uh, five months before his death. So he had written a report about Benghazi damning Hillary Clinton, and she co- she got it. Of course. And, and uh, so he actually knew. Like, he was scared for his life. He knew they were coming for him. Seems. He was telling people that he was scared for his life and Man, died in a so single car accident. Man, it's so funny that you say that, like, because like, when I was preparing the show to get it ready and, like, when we're doing it now, I'm thinking, fuck, man, we're really exposing some shit, right? Like, we could be Michael Hastings right now. So if you're <laughs> listening to this right now, wherever you are, 
My name is Carlos Richard. We're talking to me and Nick Ryder. And if, Man, anything, if anything happens to us, it was because <laughs> of the Clintons. <laughs> it's not because we committed suicide. I am happier than I've ever Look, been in my life. Yeah, definitely not uh, not doing that. Let's uh, not Hillary, <laughs> if you're listening, this was all stuff we just found. Uh, quick Google search. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this listen, isn't this isn't anything that nobody else can find yeah, on the yeah, internet, so, so don't, please, don't come after us. Please don't kill us, Hillary. <laughs> All right, Billary. so let's go ahead and move on to a couple years later. We're going right. to talk about a man called John Jones. No, not the MMA fighter, John Bones Jones. We're talking about Julian Assange's lawyer. He was, he died November. Excuse me. I don't know why I said November. It's April eighteenth. I don't know where I saw November, but April eighteenth, two thousand and sixteen of this year. We're in two thousand sixteen. John John Jones. Um, I don't know. He, I guess he was called QC. I don't know what QC was. This is right off of uh, what really happened. He was killed when struck by a commuter train on his way to work. The police immediately declared the death as non-suspicious. The QC, I guess that's his uh, title in uh, the government. I don't know. The QC initially said it was not a suicide. What the fuck is QC? I don't know. Uh, We'll figure it out. Uh, Great Britain has the highest per capita presence of surveillance cameras of any nation in the world, yet... No video has been forthcoming as to show how Jones wound up in front of that train. John Jones was working to prevent the extrica- uh, the extrication of, uh, am I saying that word right? Extra, uh, extradition. Extraction? No, oh. the extradition. Okay. Uh, of Julian Assange to the United States. Assange and WikiLinks have produced some of the most damaging information about Hillary Clinton's scandals. So, it's one of these things like the the Pentagon at uh, at 9-11 where there are supposed to be so many cameras around, but we have this one little tiny, uh, this one little tiny video of a gate at at a gate and it shows two frames of this uh, uh, 9-11 Pentagon thing. But the place that's supposed to have a substantial amount of cameras couldn't capture John Jones getting hit by a train to me, that's a little suspicious. We still don't know what QC stands for. I guess if you guys want to email us, let us know what that means. We really don't give a shit. Yeah, and you people on uh, Facebook Live know what QC stands for? Yeah, give us a, let us know. So uh, go ahead with the next one, brother. All right, all right. Next we got Mr. Seth Rich. This is a really big one right here. This is a, this is a big one. I've got quite a few notes on this. Seth Rich. Uh, sorry, I found for you. He was a DNC voter. He was the uh, DNC voter expansion data director. That's right. Died July tenth, twenty sixteen. So that's this this recently. This recently. So Seth Conrad Rich was shot several times in the back block from his home in uh, the Washington D.C. neighborhood of Bloomingdale. The police declared it a robbery gone bad. Uh, Nothing was taken though. So how can you call that a fucking robbery? Uh, like he had so his wallet, his watch, his cell phone, everything was still on him. But they said it was a robbery gone bad. Like uh, maybe they shot it. Like they tried to rob him and he fought back, so they shot him and got scared and ran away. Maybe that could be a robbery gone bad. You know what? That's very fucking possible. I didn't think about that. Right, right. Okay. Um, so 
one possible motive for this to be a, a Clinton assassination here. Uh, it lies within the WikiLeaks dump of 20,000 DNC emails. 20,000 Which emails. we covered some of those uh, our, on our Pizzagate one last right. week, so listen uh, to that and one. And these emails prove the DNC was rigging the primaries to favor Hillary Clinton. Fucking rigging. Right, and we all remember that because the night of the convention... It uh, forced uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz to resign. That's right. Like she gave her a little speech at the convention and then immediately stepped down from I the I cheated you. I will resign. <laughs> right. I am a scumbag uh, so, bitch motherfucker. Although Hillary's people, they tried to pr- portray this as a as a hack by Russia. It was Russia. Trust uh, me. The, We're still hearing that today. Right. Go ahead. We'll get to the news later. I've got something in the so news. So they wanted to cast Hillary as a victim of international intrigue. WikiLeaks, while not identifying the leak, denied it was Russia and stated it was an internal leak. So if Seth, bullshit, if Seth, who uh, was in, a, he was in a perfect position to acquire data. If Seth were the leak, then that would be ample motive to murder him for sure. Uh, as a warning to others inside the the DNC, not to. Not to blow the whistle, you know? Right. Not to fuck this up. So, uh, shortly after that, uh, people on Reddit, social media users, they were using a, a lead, or pursuing a lead, sorry, saying that Rich was en route to the FBI that morning. He was intending to speak to agents about an ongoing court case, possibly involving the Clinton family. So, there is a reward for any information involving this murder. It seems crazy. I mean, it is redditor, uh, Reddit, so you never know. I mean, they're, they've been pretty good about trying to not be too on the bad side of anything. They did back away as soon as that Pizzagate thing happened, and this is crazy. This is one's a crazy right. one because he's claimed to have been the one to so help he leak those uh, those emails. Potentially the one to leak the emails regarding Hillary's people rigging the the primary to get her. To be the candidate, and are we? Is that uh, is that a fact that that really happened? Do you know if that's a fact? Um, I never read anything. Alex Jones says it's a fact. Super factual. I I read a lot of things saying that that's what happened, and that's why Schultz stepped here's, down. Here's the thing, dude. If this stuff really did happen, that she rigged this, like, don't you think that she would have won the presidency if she's got this much pull? If like, she was that. Yeah, she was, I don't know. I, I know a hell of a lot more people, at that time, at that time, uh, a hell of a lot more people that were yay Bernie. I knew very few that were Hillary at that point. Now, once she became the candidate, I knew a whole lot of people that were Hillary because it was either Hillary or Trump, and it's like, obviously, I don't want an orangutan or whatever, but uh, when it was still picking the Democratic candidate, I don't think I, I knew maybe two people that were really for Hillary and so many that were all about Bernie. And I know like my circle doesn't represent the entire nation, but just like take X hundred Democrats I knew, fucking ninety eight of them were for Bernie and two were for Hillary, you know. So like I figured that would extrapolate. I was surprised. I, I didn't. I don't Bernie know. Bernie was the more popular candidate. You're right. Sure. I had no. I didn't know very many people that were for Hillary out here in in Austin. I knew a lot of Bernie supporters, especially because we. I know a lot of college students. You know, and those are the those are the cats that are mostly 
all for Bernie are those college students, those liberal kids. Let's move on. All right. <clears throat> so Seth Rich was very suspicious, but this one might be right on top of that one here. We're going to talk about a man called Victor Thorne. He was an independent journalist. The man died just next month, August 1st, 2016. This man was found dead of a gunshot on top of a mountain near his home. Always thorn has been a thorn in the <laughs> side of the Clintons for <laughs> decades, <laughs> writing books and articles for the American free press that expose many of the Clintons' dark secrets, including drug running and Amina. While officially declared a suicide, it's not worth noting that Victor Thorne was at the height of his success. With a long line of successful books, uh, successful books, including crowning Clinton, why Hillary shouldn't be in the White House, and the Hillary and Bill trilogy, which were very strong sellers. The trilogy had just been purchased for translation and foreign distribution. There are a couple things I could say about this because, uh, although it could be speculation, uh, Victor Thorne came out and said. Just what we said a second ago about uh, a minute ago about if we are dead, we didn't. It was Hillary, is is basically what he would say. Now this is speculation. I I haven't found anything to back this up, but this is something he would say, um, especially because he wrote all those books that we all know today to be all these Clinton murders and and everything uh, involved the the Whitewater scandal. You know, which by the way. Those guys didn't go to jail over it. They were 50-50 partners with the people that went to jail over the Whitewater scandal. You guys should just fucking Google it. I don't know why anyone would want to be on, on uh, for Hillary or Bill at this point if you guys knew the fucking history of these two. So we're going to go ahead and uh, move on. Victor Thorne is just the last. We got a couple more. Actually, this is the very last one here, y'all. So All right. This is the most yeah. recent... A we're, death associated with the Clintons. We are up to Mr. Sean Lucas. He's an attorney. Uh, August 2nd, 2016. So just the day after Mr. Thorne in the, the side. The day after. I like the Thorne in the side pun, by the way. Got to give you a shout out for that. <laughs> I can't I can't take any credit for that. This comes straight from what really. Oh, you can get the so good, You though. can get the PDF of everybody that's. That was uh, so good. And this list is huge. You can get a big PDF of it off. <laughs> what really happened? I'm <laughs> I'm gassy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gassy. Excuse All right. me. All right. So on July third of 2016, Sean and, Sean and uh, Ricardo. I, I assume it's Viaba because two L's in Spanish is a, a Y. Right. That sounds right. Uh, who was a filmmaker? They were served the DNC Democratic National Convention Services Corp and Chairperson Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the one uh, who just had to resign chair, due to the chairperson. Burp, 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 burp. Uh, so they served her, or the the DNC and, and yeah, her. Right, and right, right. you can actually see this video where he actually gives it to one of the people there, saying you were fucking served for rigging this uh, right primary, and that's he was very famous one. for that happening. Right. Uh, so in the fraud class action loss, uh, sorry, fraud class action suit against Democratic Party on behalf of Bernie Sanders supporters. That's right. So he served them. You got served. That's right. We did watch that one. He walked in. Well, he didn't give it to her personally, but he gave it to right. an official that came. Yeah. So the DNC and Debbie Wasserman Schultz got served in wielding class action. This was before WikiLeaks released documents proving 
that the DNC was working against Sanders uh, during this primary. So Sean was found dead by his girlfriend, who was in perfect health, as far as we know, did not do drugs. Authorities are refusing to disclose cause of death even, even weeks later. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, the DNC is trying to delay the lawsuit until after the election, or they tried to, uh, by saying that he did not properly serve the papers. Yeah, because you didn't give it to the actual person. Because he, right. He tried to. Yep, he tried uh, to. But you're not going to talk to the chairperson. He it can't exactly go in and testify on his own behalf now. He can't. So, uh, now, his, Sean Lucas's death has now been labeled as an accident. As a combination of drugs, including, did you say that, Kratom? Kratom, I think Kratom? It's, it's pronounced. Yeah, so this just came out just a couple weeks ago, Kratom. Now, I've actually heard about Kratom. It's a, it's, it's a natural thing, you know? So the question, obviously, is, is Kratom safe? Or is Kratom a safe supplement that can help you free yourself of prescription pain pills or is a dangerous drug. So this is why there's a controversy with this with this uh, this herb. It's essentially just an herb, just like marijuana. It's an herb that a lot of people with back pain will take and it uh, it doesn't cure it, it it relieves them from their back pain and it frees them really from prescription pills, which is a big pharma thing, which why this has got a lot of clout for me right now. So Yahoo News reports, many claim that the supplement is a cure for chronic pain, anxiety, and PSSD, PTSD, excuse me. The drug, which is widely used in parts of Asia for many years, is now more readily available in the U.S. in smoke shops and in line. I personally have seen this in, in smoke shops because I frequent those. So some, some use the supplement to replace opioids and for heroin addiction. So these people are very addicted to like oxy or even heroin. And this is a way that they can use it, a very natural way of using it, an unprocessed way, you know. So initially Kratom, uh, Kratom was banned by federal drug regulators after a reported rise in hospitalizations connected to the supplement. And it drew protests and outrage from Kratom uh, proponents. The ban was lifted by the DEA and is now legal in the majority of the country. For now. For now it is. For now. So, hmm. he died of a drug overdose, uh, this man. And this this was uh, one of Sean the... Sean Lucas, the man who served the DNC, which I don't think that came to be or anything because obviously he did not serve it to the right people. This has been a very crazy thing here because he very much was uh, an outspoken person. And by the way, Kratom was, uh, yeah, just plug that back in. Kratom was, <laughs> Kratom was, uh, it was under scrutiny at the time. And or they needed, well, because of what it did, you know, it, it, re it replaced people doing oxy, you know, mostly. Mm. And the people doing oxy are very. This is under scrutiny for the the kratom. Yeah, use. because it does it does it, it helps those people that are on those opioids not use opioids because it's not an opioid. You know, you don't those people like they don't want to do those fucking opioids. All they do is it just makes them down. I don't know if you ever done Vicodin. I mean, not, at first no. you never done Vicodin, you never done oxy, you've never done anything like that. Like I tell you from experience, it's a downer, dude, a downer. But the downer, it's it's supposed to disconnect you from your nerves because it's a painkiller. 
And what, right. do, what does painkiller, what do painkillers do? It's disconnect your, your brain from your pain receptors. And basically that's what Kratom kind of does, but it's legal at the time, and it's been using the, in Asia so for a long it, time. It just kind of a way to wean yourself off of... Uh, I don't think it's ever anything to wean yourself off of. It's just a better alternative to opioids right, because I mean, we like, know we if all. If you've got a, a, a big, whether it's a legal like prescribed painkiller or whether you're doing heroin or some other kind of opioid, is this something you take in replacement or like I'm trying to not be on heroin anymore, so I want to do something like this? I think it's two things. One, it's cheaper than getting heroin, and number two, it's that it's not heroin. Like it. it like I said, people don't want to do these anymore because they become slaves to them, and they know it. They but they're slaves to it. They need their fix. They need it, and some people just they they realize that kratom can do the same feeling without being the same thing, you know. And kratom is a is just like weed, man. It's under that. It's it's going to get scheduled one, and it's 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 some fucking horse shit, you know. What else can I f- really fucking I say, know. man? I, I saw a comment just pop up regarding Kratom. If you can check our Let's comments Let's see if right we have now. any Somebody comments Somebody just here. commented about Kratom. I just saw that. I don't have any comments here. I just so. saw it on the screen. I don't Behind have you. any comments here. I'm going to well, reload my screen here. and see Whoever commented it. about Kratom, do it again. Because I, I swear there was just one. Uh, There you go. Jade, uh, oh, Quebec. Okay, thanks. Oh, dude, Silverback. What a, what a fucking, what a guy. He's, he's. <laughs> He's given us a lot of good stuff to talk about. Okay. Um, dude, what a cool guy. Silverback. His name is James Robinson. He's my boy. He uh, He's a great guitar player. He's a uh, QC is Quebec is what we were like looking. He's of Quebec. Uh, <laughs> at least. Don't we sound smart? It really um, adds credibility. James to also says, uh, <laughs> Silverback also says, Kratom helps people kick opiates. And that's that's exactly, what I was saying. That's, that's exactly, exactly what, what we're, I was yeah, saying. It helps you kick. Um, Thank you, Silverback. Yeah, bro. Thanks a lot. I like it when people prove me uh, right. Go ahead, and uh, we're going to... So, oh, wait, hold up a second. Turn that back down. So, what's the bottom line? My bottom line ah. here is this. I'm going to go ahead and say it, and then, uh, uh, Nick, you go ahead. Uh, first of all, is Bill just a blowjob king or a kingpin? <laughs> Will he and Hillary go to <laughs> any length to silence somebody? It's really hard to say. There are a lot of suicides, and the coincidences are stacking. I definitely think it's more plausible than not, but man, I tell you, and I know you're going to give me a good bottom line here, so I'm going to let you do it in a second. I don't think that this is, uh, that, I think it's crazy that a lot of suicides happen, and we did give you a lot of suicides, but there's about 100 deaths uh, uh, associated, maybe more than that, and you'll find that a lot of them are just like bodyguards, and they got shot, or they died of natural causes, or some shit like that. I thought a lot of these were more suspicious than what we were told, and we presented them, but I really don't think that, um, I mean, I could say that we do think, I could think that Hillary and Bill are, are kingpins or something, but maybe that's my programming from uh, growing up, but it's very like I said right here. It's very plausible that it, it is happening more than it, it's not. So that being said, Nick, what's your bottom line on uh, this? My bottom line is is I'm not really on board with it. Um, granted, there are quite a few that are very suspicious, and I certainly cannot explain. Um, I will say that the Henry Ives, the the train ones, the ones that witnessed something going down, drug related. 
Uh, and then all there were a whole lot. We mentioned, I think, two, maybe three, but there were... Uh, one of the documentaries we watched had like 10 people that were murdered because they had information on these two murders, right? Right. Um, to me, like, they were offed because they saw some shit going down with the drug trade. Now, that could not be, that could be associated with him or absolutely nothing. I don't think it is, just because he happened to get his cocaine but you're from not gonna, guy. But you're not going to deny that that could be like a mob kind of thing, though. Right, but I think it's because they saw, I, was, I think that's on the drug dealers. See, I'm totally with you on that and one. And then all the ones that followed, every time somebody said, I have information on these murders, obviously they got shut up. Yeah. Because that's what the mob does, but that is more on the drug dealers. Yeah, I don't think we those don't tied have, to the Clintons We really don't have all. any proof that Bill is fucking Don, way, Don Don Bill over here. No, I don't think it ties to him other than Do his... F- he does kind of talk like he's a Don, though. <laughs> other than his <laughs> his dealer happened to off some people, you know? But you can't be held liable for that. Like, you and I can't get in trouble for everybody that gets drunk off of liquor from the same liquor store we go to, You're you right. know? Absolutely. So, like, that, to me, doesn't tie in. Um, and then, since we started talking about this, I also looked into... There is a Bush family body count... Um, I didn't full on research it because it wasn't our topic. But you but can Google you can Bush body count, Bush body count, and you can find the same kind of things because somebody famous there's will absolutely have a bunch. There's a lot worse because they have H W and then George W, but they also have multiple siblings that are also in politics. So there's bigger. I also look. <laughs> I didn't intentionally look it up, but it popped up as a link, so I had to click on it. The Trump body count. The Trump body count is uh, rising. It, it's it's up to like ten. Okay, um, it's rising. There were only three little links on it, but but you heard it here first at emergency exit. Is that right. <laughs> that the Trump death body count is going to rise rising. as uh, as soon as he becomes president, and for the next four or eight years that he's president, we're gonna we're gonna find another hundred I, people that are associated to death. Sure, that involve sure. Donald well, John Trump. Maybe I was more bringing that up to say that anybody can put up a list saying so-and-so, all these deaths related to so-and-so. Like, you can Google, you could probably, I don't recommend this, but look me up and somehow find, like, I just think anybody could put some conspiracy shit up there and it doesn't If you look hard enough, it can happen. To it. Right. Absolutely. So that's my, like, there are a few yes that are very suspicious and I can't explain, but I think for the most part, this is somebody really looking to sink the Clintons. That's... Really, all we have for today, guys. You know, thank oh, you guys shit. for fucking going into this. And maybe you guys have looked into the Clinton death cl- count and you guys have found something that's worth looking into. Send us some emails and let us know if you found something new. But, you know, we are very skeptical, open people. And we look at this and we still don't think that there's that much to it. I mean, think about this, y'all. People do die. And when you start saying, oh, they're associated with them, what, what does that really mean? Oh, they know them somehow, and we can do seven degrees of Kevin Bacon to them? like Seven degrees of Hillary Clinton? It's like, yeah, I guess. But I did definitely pick the ones that are definitely not ones like that, that are at least one or two degrees close to uh, Clinton. So I feel like I picked enough p- things that could seem... Ah, uh, whatever. But like I said, you guys look into anything deep enough, you will find what you're looking for. Right. For me... I'm not going to think that this guy, that that's possible. It's very plausible. I don't think that's that possible. If anything, like I said before, I don't know if I've ever said it before. Maybe I said it off air. Definitely possible I said off air. If they <laughs> had this much fucking power, 
don't you fucking think that Hillary would have won presidency? Right. Like I said to you when we first started talking about this, like I could see the Kennedy family or or fucking I don't know. There there's so many bigger families. Like the Clintons, yeah, they were gov they were lawyers and then he was governor and she was secretary of state, but like they were we saw they were college students and basically homeless fucking thirty years ago. So how yeah, have they Bill amassed- Clinton was up in a tree taking a shit, dude. Right. Like- how have they amassed this giant web of crime all of a sudden, family and shit all of a sudden they're they're fucking don hillary and don killing Bill. people discreetly 30 years ago when they were still fucking homeless so i don't what are we what are we I doing don't really here see that. we're looking too much into it maybe they're just fucking two people that are in politics trying to make their way and at this point if it was true what we we're talking about all these suicides and all these deaths being actually associated to them and they were actually behind it don't you think that more news would uh, talk about it, and right. you can actually, you can totally uh, argue with me about saying mainstream media is totally controlled by them. I get it, but a lot of times, ninety percent of the times, they're telling the truth. They're telling you real news. It's just sometimes they, they withhold things from you, oh, and I get put that. Their on it, but, but the but thing still, is, there's no credible evidence behind no, these people doing these murders. There's not. And in fact, if you if you look up a lot of them individually, you will find evidence to the contrary but that's also because that's what the official autopsy said or or whatever um i don't know i feel that there are also a lot of other adversaries out there that have not been off so if they were really just fucking off and people left and right that would hurt their control or power there would be a lot of other people that would be killed instead of some of these yeah absolutely right all right y'all so we're gonna move right on to our new segment, y'all. All right, dude. New uh, new clip for y'all. I love it. This is our new segment. I love it. The so news. we're gonna get right into it. The electoral college. We voted on Monday. Okay, so I reported on the electoral college last month, and on Monday, the shittiest college in America got together to do the real vote. After seven electors changing their vote, the result is still the same. Donald John Trump is officially the president of the United States. Of course, there was a micro chance of this happening after all. Well, Hillary winning the Electoral College, of course, is what I mean. Filmmaker Michael Moore told uh, Republican electors that he would pay any fine that the voter would receive if they changed their vote. What's even uh, crazier here is that Colin Powell came in third place in the race. He was not even running. And it seems so idiotic for someone uh, for someone to vote for them when they're not even running. And fourth place was Faith Spotted Eagle. He's an elder at the uh, Yankton Dakota tribe. And he's an advocate uh, against the Dakota Access Pipeline. And all four of those votes were cast from Washington. Now, this is fucked up, Okay. I've been saying this, if you listen to, I really recommend you listen to our uh, election special, but your vote does not fucking matter, okay? 
The only time it matters is in local elections, okay? That's the only time it fucking matters. Let's take Washington, for instance, okay? In Washington, uh, 3.2 million people voted. I'll give you the exact number. 3,209,214 people voted, okay? Washington receives 12 electoral votes. Now, four of those votes were faithless electors that voted for Colin Powell and that spotted faithless eagle or whatever his name is, all right? Four of those votes equals 1,069,738 popular votes, okay? Over a million people got in line and did their American-born duty, and it was fucking wasted. For not. And that's only in Washington. That was just fucking Washington, okay? Just in Washington. Until we abolish this winner-take-all part of the Electoral College, elections like this will continue to happen, okay? Right. Uh, so I just wanted to point out, because I remember during our Electoral College episode... Uh, Andy was here, and we talked about That's right. how only four times, now five, now five times it has happened that the Electoral College has... Fifth, this is the el- fourth time, I has, think. No, there were four. This is now the fifth. Now it's the fifth. Um, has, right. has elected a president who lost the popular vote. And uh, the first one was in 1824, and that happened to be the first time that popular vote was counted. Uh, so recently, um, it has happened... With good old George W. and his first, his <laughs> hey, first, hey, hey Rummy, hey Rummy, uh, hey, that's right, and his <laughs> his first election in two thousand, uh, and then of course this time with D J Bag, um, so D J Bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just thought this was interesting to note. I don't really know what it means, but it 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 it, mean, it stands out to me, and I think it needs to be. T- so the Republican Party has only won the popular vote once. Since 1992. Yeah. The last Ever since presidents. Bill Clinton was first elected, 1992, they've won it once. Before that, they did it in 1988, which was H.W., George Sr.'s second term. They won the popular vote then. But for the past 24 years, the majority of the fucking population of America has overwhelmingly voted Democrat. That's right. And I just, I, I find that fucking interesting that... Only once has that have they actually been like the Republicans have actually won a popular vote. Like the people have actually voted for a Republican. I mean, isn't it about time that we uh, amend this Constitution? I think so. Like if that frequently in that span of time, obviously the American people are speaking a certain way, and we've got something that's preventing that or going like. I predict that it will get amended within the next eight years. And a lot of people say, oh, it's in the Constitution. Okay, but yeah, we, were given, sh- we were given the Bill of Rights. We were given 10 rights at the beginning, and now we're... At like nearly we've 30. amended that over 20 times, yeah. for sure. So For instance, can be the Prohibition Law of Prohibition. Alcohol. All of a sudden, hey, women are people and can vote. That's hey, right. minorities Fucking are people a. and can vote. Like, the Constitution can be amended. So, so the Electoral let's College fucking do this already. What can we do? What can we do to help this? Write your congressman. Do this shit. Start locally for sure. Fucking a think locally or think globally, but work a- act locally. locally. Act there locally. That's right. So, and since we're on the subject of the government fucking shit up, High Times reports, <laughs> which is a very credible Extremely. publication. Okay, this is when have they not ever at all a niche. When magazine. have they ever given you lies, okay? 
On Wednesday, December 14th, the DEA took yet another swipe at marijuana by amending its already bizarre classification of pot as a Schedule One drug. Now, all extracts, including cannabidiol uh, CBD, will be listed right up there with heroin as a drug with no medical use. Is this not crazy? I am sick and fucking tired of... Government agencies not this fucking science. And I'm sorry, but if you don't believe in science, you're an idiot. Like Yes. Science is based off of we don't understand, so we research and when we find something we do it again to prove it until and we're we can still actually skeptical say, of that. Until we can say for sure that this is fact and this happens. And when science comes out and says this has medicinal purposes and the government's no, I don't want ninety seven percent of scientists don't understand science. Fuck those guys. Like that fucking pisses me off. It Sorry. pisses me off too. Not not just because of the weed. When I don't they care, say but that just in general, like that's the weed I smoke allegedly is is <laughs> you mean allegedly smoke that I smoke with you that I sit here and I do my podcast with you. And that is supposed to be the same as heroin. Uh, right, can you right, imagine right, right. this? I'm sitting here talking to you coherently with something meaningful to talk about with sub- with substance and yet right now I'm committing a schedule 1 felony allegedly and <laughs> it's bullshit we all know that this is cocksucking bullshit now tell that to the thousands of epilepsy sufferers who are mercifully enjoying relief from intractable epilepsy and polymorphic seizures, people with seizures seizures are taking CBD. My, my dad was recommended to start smoking CBD or just or weed. Just, just, just somehow smoking t- weed still has CBD, but now they make uh, now they can extract the CBD, which right. doesn't have any of the THC in it, which makes you high. It's strictly the medicinal part of it. Like it doesn't get you high. That's the bottom fucking line. It doesn't. It does not get you high. It doesn't have any of the drug aspects, just the medicinal aspects. And it's still considered heroin. <laughs> when you say that, it's like you're taking mushrooms, a handful of mushrooms, is what the government thinks. Now, That's under absurd. their new code, entitled Establ- Establishment of a New Drug Code for Marijuana Extract, which marijuana is spelled with an H instead of a J, the DEA announced it was creating a separate code number for marijuana extract with the following definition. Meaning an extract containing one or more cannabinoids that has been derived from any plant of the genus, or the genus, cannabis, other than the separated resin, which, uh, whether, whether crude or purified, Obtained from the plant, extracts of marijuana will continue to be treated as Schedule One controlled substance. It's like no matter what, you're processing it just like fucking heroin. Therefore, it is heroin. In addition to the fact that this move is likely illegal, it is clearly backward and can and could obstruct medical research efforts that have already produced effective CBD-derived medications. Yes, for people that have seizures and all that good stuff. Beyond that, yeah, there, it has been good proven stuff. that this has... Bad stuff. ...medicinal properties. Like, this is helpful to people. Absolutely. And it seems and ridiculous. It's, that's like... I don't, I don't know. Is it because it's too easy for anybody to grow so they can't profit off it as much as they do as other things? 
It's big pharma, dude. Big fucking right? pharma. Like, is that what it is? That's like, what it is to me. Anybody man. could grow their own plants and get their medicine and damn selves, and we don't care about like, that because we can't like restrict it, like penicillin or something. Yes, and it's just like uh, what we were talking about, uh, kratom. That stuff is, it's not controlled by big pharma, and big pharma's got their fucking hands in your pockets. Finger in all the pies. That's fucking right. So the idea of classifying weed and now CBD, as well as Cannabis extract, psychoactive or not, which, by the way, CBD is not psychoactive at all. As a Schedule One drug, along with heroin, is nothing less than an outrage. Well, it's stupid. Another reason why the government is... It's fucking dumb. Goddamn. I don't even smoke. That's right. At all. And And you're pissed off about this, right? I'm pissed off about this. You don't even smoke weed. This is crazy. I don't even get, like, this does not personally affect me at all, but I find it so stupid that it enrages me. All right, y'all. Our last story here. All right? Finally. No, I wouldn't say finally, but finally this is our last story. (laughs) CNN reports an estimated 4,200 barrels of crude oil leaked from the Bell Forche, or I'll just say Forche, Forche pipeline in Billings County, and that is only 150 miles from Cannonball in North Dakota. And that's where the protesters have been fighting the construction oh, of the Dakota Access Pipeline. Isn't that convenient? Can you believe it? So they've been fighting. Don't do this because this is what's going to happen. And just a fucking two hours away, a pipeline bursts. For months, opponents of the Dakota Access Pipeline have been expressing fears that it would affect local drinking water because... It has to be built under the Missouri River, where Standing Rock Sioux uh, Reservation, the, pribes, uh, the primary water source of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. So what can be done to stop this? Isn't this enough? We know that solar power and wind power could, could do this. Why, yeah. don't we just, why don't we start we investing have, land in that? We have credible, uh, or credible, we have justifiable, easily attainable, and understood, proven Alternative energy sources. You know what, man? I pray Money for the talks. world. Money fucking talks. You know what, guys? I hope that you guys do your thing. Thank you guys for listening. We are Emergency Exit. You guys, go ahead. Email us. Talk to us. Comment on the Let Facebook us know feed. how we're doing. We would love for if you, you guys to talk to us. If you know us in person, find us on the street. Talk to us. Talk do something. to us. Give Say us something. Feedback. All right? You know what? I want to read what you guys have to say online. I think it's going to be amazing. Thank you guys one more time. We are Emergency Exit. Listen to us next week. We've got some great stuff. We're going to play the Idiom or Idiot game. Actually, next week. Not next week. We are actually away next week. We're both going to be doing our own thing. We are celebrating Christmas. Not the holidays, the Christmas season. No, because I'm going to be gone for New Year's as well. And that's and another holiday. So that was our holidays. You PC motherfucker. Uh, no, hey. You guys, thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll be back uh, in two weeks. And we're going to have uh, a couple music guests with tension and release. Fucking thank you so much for Woo! Nick. I am Los saying that's right.